everyone, and welcome to another episode of Beyond a Thought Podcast, where we're talking about issues you've probably been thinking about. My name is Lynette. My name is E. And thank you for joining us today. Um, so today we're going to jump right in into our second episode of Sisterhood um, and talk to our besties, Diana, yeah. <laughs> Diana slash D, and um, Lubuya. And Thank we're gonna you. we're gonna welcome, 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 guys. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And um, we're gonna have a discussion about sisterhood, the dynamic of sisterhood, how it looks like, how we became um, sister friends, and um, just a whole lot of sister talk. So I am excited for this re- this this episode um, to mm-hmm. unfold because we we all have our um we all have our different dynamics um as individuals and i'm just excited to see how it will all come together in this episode so welcome again i am gonna let diane diana um introduce herself and we introduce herself next um so jump right in diane hi my name is diane uh, I also go by Diana, long story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so my name is Diane. I am a follower and disciple of Christ. I am married to a wonderful man by the name of Kwekujima, and Ooh. I have two wonderful little girls. Uh, I live in Toronto, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to cover. <laughs> but there you Whatever go. you want to cover. <laughs> 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 All right, Lubuya. It's, it's awkward introducing yourself, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my name is uh, Lubuya, as um, Lynette and Z introduced, and I am um, I am a mother. I am a wife. I am uh, married to a wonderful man, is Pastor Nana, who is the lead pastor here in our Cambridge branch. So I've been associates and helping him here. Um, I call myself the daughter of the King of Kings. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That makes me royalty, okay? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I'm just an easygoing person. So. Awesome. Good to be here. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. So, Lynette and Lubuya, how did you guys meet? And how it's, it's for me, the, these questions are kind of awkward for me because it's like, I don't really know. <laughs> but, anyways, how did you guys meet? And, you know, what made you guys feel like, you know, this is a good friendship this is like a sisterhood that you can rely on each other um i guess i'll go first i i i think lubuia and i i kind of saw her on the bus one time because we both go to the we went to the same church so i saw her on the bus she had a newborn and i was like oh this this, this baby is so cute but i didn't really approach her and say anything i think we just said hi bye kind of bypassed each other. I didn't know at that time that she went to our church until she actually was physically at the church. Um, and then I think one of the evening services, and we are correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I, I was all blurred. Um, one of our pastors, Pastor Mulungu, um, introduced both of us. Like, oh, this is Lubuya. She goes to Carlton. Um, and that time I was going to Carlton as well. 
and you guys are friends now so I was like okay <laughs> awkward <laughs> but sure we can be friends but I don't think we we really talked or really got kind of got to know each other until I realized that she was at Carlton like I saw her at Carlton and she would be um uh, she this is Carlton University she would be at the the like she would be in the building for a very long time I would be studying as well so we met up one time um, she was going home. I was going home. We, we kind of walked home together. We were both living in the West End. So we just went home together. So it kind of um, started our relationship in a sense, mainly because we were just like going, to, like doing things together. Like she had an office. I took advantage of her office in because she was doing her master's and I was in my undergrad. So I took advantage of her office just to go and study <laughs> because there was nowhere else I wanted to really be because it was quiet and they yeah. were all in their zone. Um, so it was a good place for me to to be, to study. Um, I took advantage of her printer uh, in the, <laughs> because it was like, it's free printing, why not? <laughs> so why not? So I would always go there and I guess we, we started talking we had um, we because we had things in common. We were both Christians, um, and we go to the same church. We just kind of it just kind of fell into place. Um, this is my take on it because I things are a little blurred now. But Lubuya, you can you can jump in. <laughs> yeah, I think I think she you covered most of it. I don't remember meeting you. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know when you are a mother and you're just like so focused. Yeah, I hear you. Blur mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, people on the bus. At that time, I used to bust it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I remember the meeting with uh, Pastor Madongo, and uh, you know, if you know Pastor Madongo, you're just straight like that. Mm-hmm. Here, this is your friend, okay? <laughs> <laughs> And I think we exchanged numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then basically, yeah, we started to connect in the, my office there, <laughs> where mm-hmm. I you know, sometimes Selinette will come and bring me food. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it we built that friendship from there. Mm-hmm. Um, some things I realized that she had that. Um, you know i was uh, encouraged by and then i also vice versa so mm-hmm. that's how it started yeah and i think I, I think to add to that too i remember z and z z z doesn't know but i know i learned a lot from z at that time she we went to an event at some point at, at some place i don't remember if it was with one of our pastors pastor az or something but she said she said, if you, like, you need to get a friend, like, one friend that, like, you can pray with, or you can, yeah. you can say, this is my, that person that I can pray. And at that time, I think yeah. it was only Lubuya, like, it was, after our, our relationship kind of, like, started, um, we decided, we, we agreed to pray together. And at that time, we were both single, so we were both praying for the same kind of things. So I, I, it still rings in my head that advice that Z got, Z, Z gave, and mm-hmm. at that time it just it was in the same time that I was our relationship, Luguya and I were developing our relationship um, as as friends. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to add to that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, 
How about you guys, D and Z? Um, so we met. Wow, I think it's it's been more than 15 years at this point. Uh, we met in the halls of Marchand, which is an mm-hmm. RU housing unit for international students. Oh, uh, don't ask me how I got in there. <laughs> no, I did. I, I intentionally chose it though because I wanted to be around people who looked like me. Okay. Coming from Alliston, anyone who knows an Alliston, it's a very homogeneous kind of small <laughs> town. Yeah, so I wanted to be around people who looked like me, and so I was walking in the hallway. Um, and I don't know what I said or how my accent came out, but Z saw me or heard me speaking and she was walking in the same hallway and she's just like, you're Kenyan. And I was like, I'm not Kenyan, but I grew up in Kenya. And that's, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember just thinking, okay, well, the way that she said it was, it felt so stuck up. <laughs> I remember just being like, geez, like... <laughs> Why say it like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But then, but then we found, soon found out that she had. She also, I think, at the time, Z, your family lived in Kenya too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that was our, that was our, um, I guess, common ground. Mm-hmm. And so we started hanging out. We had, and then we, I, I think, Z at that time, her roommate was someone that she went to high school with. Uh, in Nigeria Um, and so so they already knew each other and then we started hanging out and and you know we built friendships with a few other people Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm trying to think I I don't remember the turning point at which we became closer we became uh, best friends but I I do remember it it was it was a series of things series of things Um, one of them being that uh, in that first year, in a little bit that we um, that we got to know each other, one thing that stood out stood about stood out about Z was that she always would say what was what was on her mind. Like she just told mm. her straight up mm-hmm. what was on her mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember so much. I was like, you were always so upset about I, that, and I would always get so offended by it. But here's the thing: the, the interesting thing. I think I, I got offended because. I was just like I'd never really met someone who was that straight up. My culture is very right, we don't really, right. we're, we're not very straightforward in general. I don't know it's a, it's it's a pathology. I don't know what it is. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'd never really met someone like that, but at the same time that I was offended and hurt, sometimes hurt by it, I admired it because mm. I I always yearn for people to just be be honest and genuine and authentic with me and to tell me the truth. Right. And so I was drawn to it. Um and so I think I think that's a, just a series of events that happened. You know, I I, I don't I don't know if, how much detail I should go into. But no, absolutely, I, go ahead. <laughs> I remember this one time, um, uh, just as an example, I wore white pants with just regular <laughs> underwear, and it looked terrible. And no one bothered to tell me that it looked terrible except Z. Now the way she said it wasn't necessarily the nicest way to say it, but it was. But it was the truth. It, it, it jarred me to be like, how how come no one else told me? this you know like I was at first I was offended and then I was like how come no one else told me this like what the heck right mm-hmm. um so that's one instance that sticks out um I, there were several incidences involving my eyebrows I just want I just want to clarify because I just want everybody so this was before I met Jesus okay yes, so right. I, <laughs> 
and oh and the other thing that we did is we both of us were part of a, a, a dancing crew that we joined we're the only first years in that dancing crew oh my um, god so we bonded, <laughs> we bonded over that because i love congolese music and so i used to dance to congolese music in this crew um z of course is congolese and people assumed that i was congolese with her and i think that was part of our our, our bonding um and then in 2016 we started going and at that time i was going through like a crisis of faith so i grew up in a christian home but at the age of 17 i was just kind of like i don't know if this is something that is genuine or something that i'm doing because my parents kind of taught me uh brought me up in this way so i kind of was just doing my own thing but then mm-hmm. but but then at around that at the same time in 2016 z and i started going to church together we were invited by by um by a mutual friend um at school she invited us and we started going and so um i guess at that time we were kind of it was like one foot in one foot out mm-hmm. kind of but then but then we came up together in just like having an understanding of our faith and we've grown together in that way mm-hmm. um and i and i think that's also been something that has that has kept us really really close and just grappling right. with grappling with our faith and like um our Christianity all that kind of stuff like I think yeah. I think growing up together starting from scratch in a sense um has really helped us grow uh-huh. close together um uh-huh. and of course life seasons kind of happening at the same time too um right. you know we were in undergrad together we graduated at the same time uh got married around the same time and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff so yeah well no no that, that's that's re- that's really great that's really great I- I have to reiterate again, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, thank God, thank God for the blood. But to what you said. So, Lubia, question for you. Like, so when you guys are talking about your friendships, like, and uh, you mentioned something. You both mentioned something that's so important. It's finding someone that you can pray with. Uh, what other things do you look for in like? female friendships and i want to clarify i don't mean female friendships like you know the superficial hey how's it going good to see you like i mean like genuine um genuine friendships where you know that you can rely on them. so things that i look for in uh like female friendship <laughs> general and a good friendship okay well it's a good question and you know i was just thinking about that and when thinking of female relationship i just want to say that the media has portrayed it so negative uh-huh. you know we see so many examples of female friendship they're always fighting <laughs> or bickering things like housewives movies yeah <laughs> you know just backstabbing each other jealous yelling and you don't see that in male male or male relationships mm-hmm. or friendships so it's it's really sad so for me i'll say first of all that i i love women and my my passion is to see women thrive and women come together i grew up with a family of five girls so i'm used to women being around so when i get that look for that friendship you know one of them the first thing is i have to have a friend who at least share the same faith as me mm-hmm. you know we have that common ground the second is that it has to be a woman who empowers me 
okay so empowered me in the sense that spiritually emotionally mentally and it has to be the same also for me that i bring something to the table to that person so as the word says iron sharpens iron right so i'm looking for that friend who can tell me the honest truth as um as Diane was saying uh, about Z. You know, uh-huh. be honest with me uh-huh. but you know gracefully I hope yeah <laughs> but I be, be very honest with me tell me the truth uh-huh. and I'll do the same that's it cuz I'm that person who I am quiet as Lena knows but when you ask oh my me, gosh when you ask me to speak i will tell you what you don't want to hear yes and i think for 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 Louis and i that was a point of contention for us for a very long time like as friends when we started like truly becoming friends we there i think like i i it, it's developed me a lot in terms of as as a as a person because i I and we would always say you don't like confrontation. You don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. And I did it. I and and for her to tell me that I didn't it irked me so much cuz I was just like, "Man, what do you mean I don't like confrontation?" Like we used to always argue about it so many so many times and and like I think and even when like Tony and I started dating, like she would like I would tell her stuff about like the process of where we add and she's like Lynette but you know you don't like confrontation you know like these are this is a point this is a part a point for you that you really have to work on and for her to tell mm-hmm. me that i think and uh, it's it's about the truth right it's like mm-hmm. seeing looking at yourself in the mirror and accepting that these are the certain things that you have to change about yourself even if you knew but now somebody is telling to you out loud like you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think it used to be really contentious for us and we used to argue about it all the time and um she didn't care like she was she was just like i really don't care if you feel bad about what you're feeling <laughs> but <laughs> like um the important thing like, is the important yeah. thing is like you are you like you're you're moving mad like i'm going to tell you straight up so that at least if you, if i if i can be a part of your chain of your the process of you becoming better I would like to be that. Like you know what I mean? So I think the honesty part is very very important it, as a mm-hmm. as as you build friendships, as you build real friendships. Um I I agree um with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so funny you said that because I remember in our friendship with D like D always used to get at me for buying stuff like do you really need to buy that? Do you really need to buy that? <laughs> and I said so like why did you try to control my money like like I- <laughs> That's so interesting. You know what I mean? Like all that is what first I bought I like I had spent so much money and I yes, knew that there's no way I was able to afford this purse. But I bought it anyway and then I'm like, yo, look at my purse and it's you being like, yeah. oh, it's so nice. But do you really need that purse? Like do you do you do you really need to spend that money on that purse? I was so upset. And you're like, why are you coming I at me with that? that? I just want you to it just was a purple purse. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like afterwards I'm like, man, she's right though, because I won't be yeah. able to afford it if I keep this purse. So like it's so, it's so true. Yeah. 
honesty is so honesty is so important like I can't yeah it's true and you don't come by people like that often anymore I find that a lot of people these days are just like they they say things to placate you mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. I don't know like why do you think like especially and, and that's why I, I differentiate between superficial and like deep friends because I find a lot of superficial friendships they just say things to make you happy or to encourage you and it's a lot of encouragement encouragement but when it comes to dealing with I'm gonna say sin mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like when it comes to like root issues that things that you really need to fix mm-hmm. it's really hard to have conversations like that with people like why yeah do you like why do you why do you think that um I think a big part of it is just the culture that we live in um mm-hmm. where we're all um, I think we think we think that living in a pluralistic society or like um, or being a good person means um, letting people be however they want to be or even maybe right. an, 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 yeah. a misunderstanding of the difference between having autonomy and having freedom and all those things combined mm-hmm. give us give us this impression that you know people should just like give us the impression that we ought to just encourage and let people be however they want to be even if it's not good for them mm-hmm. um now in 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 our christian worldview like if you're talking about loving people a loving loving someone means correcting them when they're wrong right. and so in a culture that tells you that correcting people is being unloving or is is somehow making them not who they ought to be that that mm-hmm. can become that becomes an issue. So I think a big part of it is just being cult is just the, the culture that we live in, where everything uh, is. People just expect you to just be yes, yes, yes. And if 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 you don't say something that encourages someone to be what they feel want to be or do, n- not necessarily even be, just do. If you don't let uh, people do what they want to do, then that becomes problematic, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that's what it is. That is yeah. very true. That yeah, so just true. to um, just to top of what Z said, I was just thinking about this culture. We're living in a culture where it's I'ma do me. Mm. <laughs> you do you, I'ma do me. Nobody got you like you got yourself. Mm. That is mm-hmm. not even biblical. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you say you got yourself, who's correcting you? Who's making mm. you improve? Who's sharpening mm. you? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you you're staying basically at the same level, and you're not progressing because you refuse, as you say. If there was a friend who got you, the friend will tell you, "No, mm-hmm. where you're heading, this is not right." Mm-hmm. So it's that whole idea that I don't want mm-hmm. you to tell me anything that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But you gotta be uncomfortable sometimes in order yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, I think and that's this is, and this is, it. Yeah, go ahead. And no, I was just saying, just the idea that that um, the idea around comfort, right? Like mm-hmm. th- that that what's good for me is what makes me comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I I've never met one person who went through life being completely comfortable and was growing in in any meaningful way, mm-hmm. you know. And so and and the things that shape us and make us better are often things that make us uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. So I just don't I don't even really know where the idea came from. But I think you hit the nail right on the head that it's this idea that what's good for me is what makes me comfortable. When in reality, the opposite is true. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think this is to say, like, you know, for people who are listening, not to say that your your friend or the person that got you has to always bash you or always kind of put <laughs> no, put no. things in your face, you know, kind of correct you at every every turn. Um, you know, friends, but friends are, are like, real friends 
iron sharpens iron like like Luya said like you they're here to to live life with you to kind of go through life with you uh, at every stage that you are there's there's certain times in our life that yes our, our 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 friend will pat us on the back and just be like you know what you're doing great jobs encourage you and to kind of push you forward but there are certain d- days that you are really moving some way that you're not supposed to and if the person is a really good friend is going to tell you that hey this direction that you're going in mm-hmm. is not going to help you it's not going to help your family it's not going to help you in the long run mm-hmm. so kind of sit yourself down and kind of reflect and they will help you reflect on those things right mm-hmm. um, so I, i i don't want anybody to think that we're it's good friendship is just somebody who's going to always be in your face <laughs> and and <laughs> correcting you at every turn Yeah. but it, doing life with that person mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good point mm-hmm. so, so yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both we're all married um, yeah we're all married we all have kids mm-hmm. um So that has been, definitely, ch- I know, has changed the dynamic of our, our relationship for sure. Because I mean, you can't do sleepovers no more. <laughs> Y'all can hear one of our children. You can hear one of our children, <laughs> right? Welcome, baby Kyra. <laughs> you know, it can change so much, and it has changed so much, and it should change so much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. But it doesn't also mean that you're going to drop your relationship just because. Um, these things change in you. It just means the dynamic of your relationships have changed. So um, D and Z, how is that? How does that look for you guys right now? Um, I mean, you guys have been friends for 15 years, um, mm-hmm. starting from undergrad till now. How has the dynamic shifted for you guys? D, you want to go? Up? D, Z, you want to go? I, I can two if you want like that's cool no I'm kidding <laughs> uh, that's a good question um, how has the dynamic of our friendship changed I, I won't say that it's changed but you see I think it, I, I don't think personally the relationship between D and I has changed in a negative way mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it has just evolved to what it is now right mm-hmm. but when I do look at my other girlfriends that I had prior to marriage and now Those ones, I feel like a lot of them have fallen off mm-hmm. just because my pri- our priorities changed and also our values changed as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well my values anyways. Okay, so I, getting married, it's like my priority is my number one priority as a newlywed is to solidify my relationship with my husband. Right. So for me, it was like, number one, <clears throat> all the... Oh, we're going okay for me when I met my husband when I met Kweku I was already like full blown involved super involved in church mm-hmm. like church was my end all be all whatever mm-hmm. but when I got married to Kweku there were certain activities that I had to kind of I don't want to say cut off but I had to reduce the amount of involvement I had in those activities based off how I was doing with my home life right uh-huh. so But then with my other girlfriends, it was kind of like, okay, we're going out and so and so. Yeah, no, I can't. We're going out here and there. No, I can't do that. Um, and that's really because I was trying to solidify my, my relationship with my husband. Uh-huh. But with Dee and I, and Dee, you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I don't think it really changed because I think our relationship was already at the point where we had already been praying for husband. Mm-hmm. I have a goal. Um, I remember one specific prayer that we were doing. We were dating. I think D, you were dating KG, mm-hmm. and I was dating some other guy, and we were praying that God would 
actually take them away if they don't need to be in our lives <coughs> and keep them if they do. And lo and behold, he's married to KG. I'm not married to that other guy. Thank God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was the first of our relationship. Us getting married, it didn't really, yeah, we weren't talking every single day till like yeah. 2 a.m. Uh-huh. used to, of course not. Uh-huh. Like our, our relationship was just. The frequency of conversation changed uh-huh. for sure, uh-huh. but the quality of the conversation, that the quality of the friendship didn't change today. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that's why it's important. Like I remember, like the, the advice I gave you. I don't know who gave that advice to me, but I just remember thinking, at the end of the day, if I can have a girlfriend or a sister to pray with throughout my life, uh-huh. then I'm good. Like I don't really need like four, five, six yeah. deep, deep relationships. That one girl that I know that I can depend on to pray and I think that's what has carried I'm not going to say our D because I can't say for you no, um, right. but this is for you actually too to see um, if that's the same thing for you no. I'm kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding but yeah that's, that's how I would answer that like, oh that's a really rounded way question but yeah. answer but no I mean I agree with you I, I wouldn't say that the nature of our friendship changed uh-huh. um, because I, by the time we, we were married we'd already solidified a lot of our relationship um, and our husbands by the time we were married like we already had that foundation um, uh-huh. but of course things change as your, your husband becomes a primary person and everything um, uh-huh. like for example in, in, in the frequency of how of, of you know how often you talk and, and that kind of thing uh, the nature hasn't changed I think it's actually become a lot closer uh-huh. um, I, I, I remember specifically just one time the four of us were hanging out um, and we were having a conversation and Z and I realized we, we were struggling with the same thing um, just it, 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 I don't know I guess I have to kind of divulge what was. we were talking about we were talking about weight loss and uh. and, um, and and Z was saying how um, how it bothers her when, when KB is trying to hold her accountable with sweets and I was saying how I get frustrated because my husband um, he's re- he loves watching the Food Network and he makes all these amazing meals including a lot of sweets <laughs> and so I'm trying to in in the same um, moment that I'm trying this was after we had the girls um, our, our daughters are two um, well my first daughter and Z's daughter are two months apart and so in the context of just trying to like lose baby weight we're talking about this and then and then we're talking about how how hard it is when when your spouse is trying to keep you accountable up until up until that point I don't think we'd ever really talked too much about about marriage and like the the ebbs and flows yeah of marriage and i think Mm -hmm. in that moment i just remember because you know how when you get married everyone tells you oh don't divulge your marital issues or whatever yeah that kind of thing don't don't talk to anyone about your marriage and all that and and to some degree that's that's helpful advice but i think you need a, a a mutual friend uh, yeah. So you you need at least one friend that your husband is okay with you discussing things with, uh-huh. um, and not to to bash mm-hmm. your husband, but just yeah. to just to think through things. Yeah. Um, Brainstorm. In in, yeah. in in a in a sort of mutual environment that is not infused with all the emotions that come when things are not when you're going through something. Um, okay. That was a side note, but anyway, so I remember that that moment, just being like, oh my gosh, we're struggling with, with this thing, and we haven't really we haven't really talked about it like we, we just like don't talk about what's happening in our marriages mm. and then from then on we, we started feeling freer to discuss that part of our marriages right. and and so the way that we've done it is 
we've you know so there are certain things that we discuss and like i'll tell my husband okay i'm going to talk to z about this only because um or i have a blanket understanding with him that i can talk to, to z about certain things and sh- and um and it's just as a sounding board and that's the only mm. person i ever discuss what's going on in my marriage with um right and obviously some, some things are out of bounds but then but then that's the that's the understanding that we have and so mm-hmm. so for me i think that our relationship the nature of our relationship hasn't changed and it, but then it's also gotten better because there's certain things that i mean being able to have that that freedom or autonomy i'll say to discuss certain things and have someone put you in check when they need to i think is really important yeah. and and, mm-hmm. and i and there's certain things that a man is just never going to understand in the way that a woman That's is going fair. to i mm-hmm. remember hearing someone on a podcast say uh talk you know talking about Hannah and Elkanah in the bible and how like he would, he would he would tell her when she was struggling with with uh, infertility he would just be like oh but am i not enough for you and it's like dude mm. like like certain things a man just does he just doesn't get it they can't you know what it. i mean and so yeah. i think that the, hearing that um put things in perspective as far as why you need um a sister friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you're married um yeah. so yeah that's that's what i would say i would agree with with what she said yeah, i agree and i think i think a lot a lot of the some of the girls that i've i've talked to this is I, I, the ones who, like even before I got married the ones who like we were all single I think the, the, the fear for them was oh our relationship will change when mm-hmm. you get married or I'm afraid that the relationship will change along the way um, be, it won't look the same but it shouldn't look the same like you know what I mean mm-hmm. the, the relationship if it's a real relationship it, it will thrive over time in a different mm-hmm. way as opposed mm-hmm. to the way that it was bef- like before or like when you guys were single um i think for me and luia what it has are the, the dynamic like the foundation i think like you guys said it was built has already been built like it, it's still the same foundation it's just a different um way of um going about our relationship i think after she cuz she's married to a pastor so she's busy <laughs> girl busy all the time and i think at the very beginning we were we weren't having a, a real conversation about like the changes that have happened in our life um and we were just kind of going along with how our relationship has always been and not really talking about the the things that have changed around us so it really it became a a contention for us it was like you didn't call me and i you, you haven't called me for so long oh my gosh and why can't you call me and you called me yesterday and i called you you know and it just became a, about bickering and then mm-hmm. we start, we started to realize no hey like our lives have changed like you know what i mean like things have really found it, like really changed in our in our various lives and we really need to give each other space to be able to kind of like work through those things so now it it's 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 come to a point where like we sometimes that we don't talk for a very long time yes we text back and forth mm-hmm. it's still it's still a solid um conversation that we're having even through text but when we do talk mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you talk best hours. know <laughs> we talk here for hours you know <laughs> and our husbands understand that so um yeah so you you can add on to it Luia if you want yeah I'll definitely say for sure and um, we're just still juggling 
you know, being newlywed and mm-hmm. um, I'm in ministry, and on top of that, I'm in school again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So, and then being a mom and a wife at the same time. So yeah, it's definitely um, I'll say it's evolving. It's evolving, yes, evolving. because you know what the the Bible talks of different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're just going to a different season. But as you say, if the foundation is already there, it's established, mm-hmm. then the season, it doesn't matter. It's still flourish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's just different things that we may have to do in order to keep that, um, especially I'll say for any relationship, that line of communication. Mm-hmm. You know, any relationship will say the number one thing is communication. That's it. Whether yeah. married couple, parents and children, co-workers, all those com- um, relationships, communication is key. So we try to make that effort to communicate. Uh-huh. Um, whenever Lynette right now has the baby asleep and I also have done everything I need to do and whenever possible we try to meet like the last Uh time I decided to come to Ottawa it was Uh really to see Lynette and see you know cute baby Alice so Uh I'll definitely say it has evolved and with each season of life you need to it requires different efforts Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Continue building your um, sisterhood friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a two-way thing too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we have to mention that it can't just be one person do doing it all. Um, mm-hmm. I think there has to be an understanding that both have to put in work. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's where that's where um, the relationship, the friendship, starts to kind of fray. Mm-hmm. or kind of break because if one person is just putting in effort all the time calling and texting and trying to meet up and all of that and trying mm-hmm. to keep the relationship together yeah. trying to keep the friendship afloat mm-hmm. it eventually sinks because it's only one person who's trying to do the one thing so <laughs> so i think it has to be uh, a two-way relationship for sure for sure for sure mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Because I felt like Kyra was agreeing with everything that we were saying. <laughs> she stays agreeing. She's like, mm. You know when you go to church and you have those mamas in the back and the pastors, they're like, Yeah, there's a word that um, my husband likes to use a lot. His favorite word is steadfast. Mm-hmm. Right? steadfast having that spirit of steadfastness in everything mm-hmm. that you do in life mm-hmm. and it's very very important in friendship to have that steadfast spirit mm-hmm. where you maintain it regardless of the times and seasons mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all right the closest word can bring to that is loyalty within mm-hmm. friendship and mm-hmm. You know, I guess I'm a pastor, so I'll say again. The word of God says, a friend loves at all times. Uh At all times. So it doesn't matter where you are right now, what season, the friend will always be loyal and love. And that's something that you want to look out for. And that's something you want to be to the other person Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I actually just googled the definition of steadfast because I was like, what does that actually really mean? And it says, I know because sometimes I don't really understand some. It says, <laughs> resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering. And the example that they gave, mm. they gave Google, is steadfast loyalty. So mm-hmm. oh, there you go. Great. That's really great. And I think that it. That's why you can't have so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, that's it. Because, mm. because that that requires a lot of dedication. Like, can you imagine doing that for so many people? Like, you would just you would burn out. Yeah, burn out. Like, burn out. Burn out. Mm-hmm. Burn out. <laughs> and like, I keep thinking. Like, when I think about solid friendships, I keep thinking about um, the friendship between David and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Bible where. David didn't have that many friends like he didn't but the one friend that he did have like like I think their own was next level because Jonathan betrayed his father so fine that's another that's, another <laughs> that's a different <laughs> brotherhood man whole other There's level of this. exactly <laughs> but I think I think it's such a blessing to be able to to, to have that friend where you're like you know what come rain or shine like I know that this person has my back mm-hmm. 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 question from Instagram we're kind of wrapping up here but I just wanted to we had two questions from Instagram but we sort of answered the, the first, first one, one. Yeah. yeah so the second one I think is really interesting um, because like Lynette you where it's like what, the question is how do you deal with someone that never accepts your choices and is always being negative mm-hmm. and we sort of talked about how with friendships you have to have that balance like you can't always have a friend that's correcting you and telling you go the go left go left change your life change your life change your life mm-hmm. without at the same time supporting you mm-hmm. but when you notice that this person like you know and I'll just put the question out there for anyone maybe D like you can answer that like how do you deal with someone that never really accepts your choices and is always being negative especially when you consider that person to be your legit friend uh-huh. mm. <sighs> oh, that's, a, that's a challenging one um, I think because because I've been on the other end of that not necessarily someone not accepting my choices but me not not um I guess, accepting yeah, like, yeah, like not accepting the other person's choices. Um, it, you know what? It's challenging, and, and and I think that people are within their bounds to in situations like that to create boundaries. But I think mm-hmm. before you ever create boundaries, you have to ask yourself why. Yeah. Right? You have to be honest with you have to ask yourself why and be honest about what the answer to that why is. Mm-hmm. Um, so whereas my younger self would have just been like, okay, I, you know, I don't need to be around this person. Mm-hmm. I think myself now would be would would ask myself why, um, and then and then as far as the negative things, like sometimes things put you off because because they're a mirror, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> and so so that's part of asking yourself why, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and once once you've evaluated that, and and you still come up with there's something wrong here, then I think I think you you ought to. Um, to create boundaries i don't think i i don't really believe in um cancel cancel culture or like severing relationships entirely but i think i think you can create healthy boundaries um and 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 again going back to the bible is i think one thing that we ought to always remember is just to 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 live at peace with as far as it depends on us to live at peace with other people and sometimes that that means creating boundaries and 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 loving and praying for people from afar um Mm -hmm. if they persist in those ways um and i would expect the same the same uh on my end as as someone who has grappled with i don't really agree or or accept certain certain uh choices Mm -hmm. is 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 
evaluate why and then if if you deem it proper then create the boundaries and and i can mm-hmm. expect that for sure mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, Booyah, what do you think? Uh, that's a good one. But I'll say, like, just to add on top of that, um, if someone is always being negative, and I was, I mentioned early that you want a sister friend who empowers you, uh-huh. who is building you. So if those negativity, I assume, is not building you then what is it doing mm-hmm. it's tearing you down mm-hmm. um so i won't even call that friendship mm-hmm. um i don't know what i'll call it but it's not friendship mm-hmm. a friend does not tear you down a friend builds right you, mm-hmm. you know tells you the truth if it's negative but it's the truth to build you mm-hmm. um something that you don't like but as we're talking about being uncomfortable so mm-hmm. that you can become eventually comfortable as you progress mm-hmm. so i'll say like z just um you have to make the choice definitely create boundaries um, if you must you know we don't have to sugarcoat things if you must you cut off the person mm. it's as simple as that you cut off the person because unless you find that you if you're always bringing um being positive to that other person like i'll say i knew a person who was like that all the time complaining there's never anything happy that that person will say you're wearing this oh this thing will not work you're trying this ah this and eventually it gets draining it becomes Uh right Uh for me i'm a person who i build people with confidence with truth and grace so i found that i was always the one constantly doing the opposite and it became a bit draining so i find now i am you know i've i've sort of very much created boundary with that person uh-huh. and hardly speak with that person anymore but that uh-huh. person knows who i am so will always reach out to me when they need some advice uh-huh. uh, so that's what i would say to that Yeah, that's interesting. I, I agree. I, I mean, I think, I think, I think it's a, it's 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 really tricky, right? It depends on the relationship itself, right? You don't, you never know mm-hmm. the nitty gritties of, of certain relationships. It could mm-hmm. be that it is one sided, and it, it is just that one person who considers the other person a friend, and the other person does just doesn't consider. You know, mm-hmm. it's not vice versa. It's not a trade off where it's like, oh, you are my friend, but the other person doesn't see you as that. It's not that deep. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's tricky. It depends on the relationship. Um, mm-hmm. If the if it if it becomes draining, if it's just taking the you know the essence out of you is taking it, it's taking you a lot to kind of cycle that relationship then it, it, it the boundaries do need to be created right it needs to be like hey like you need to assess the relationship you need to assess sit back and answer the why's like d said um if it's just a matter of the person is telling you the truth and it makes you feel uncomfortable then it's something about you that you need to work on but okay. if it's a matter of everyday Uh, the person is just being negative doesn't matter what it is then the assessment needs to happen as to like what kind of relationship what kind of friendship is this like you know what i mean mm-hmm. what and define that friendship 
and then move forward with the decisions that you want to make and or the boundaries that you want to make mm-hmm. so i think it, it depends on this on the specific relationship that you that that person is in mm-hmm. that's what i think mm-hmm. how about you z <laughs> You know what? That's really interesting. I don't know. Like I, I, um, I was thinking about both. So D and D and Lubuya have opposing views when it comes to canceling a friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, funny enough, I agree with both <laughs> in the sense that like you don't want to burn bridges because people can always change, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's like you don't want. Why should I be trying to be a friend with someone that constantly makes me feel terrible? Yeah. You know, and it's just like. And I think being neg- like complaining is another thing that Lubia said, like someone that's always complaining and being negative. I think those things are contagious because yeah. there are some people that I, I would find myself hanging out with and those people were complainers. Like they would just complain all the time. And then I would notice that I myself has started complaining all the time. So oh. like, those, those friendships, you have, to, you have to cut them off because complaining is not pleasing to God, number one. So if what you realize, I think it's important to, to, to be able to, and I think it boils down to discernment, to be able to mm. discern when to cut something off and when to keep going. Mm-hmm. Even those said friendships that you feel like you're the one that's constantly feeding into, mm-hmm. maybe even in your friendship where God has placed you in that friendship to continue feed, to, to help that person out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think it boils down to discernment for me at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, this was really great. Yeah. <laughs> this was this was good. This was good. Thank you guys so much. I know it wasn't easy to gather all the mommies all and the mommies. Uh, <laughs> together <laughs> to kind of bring this together, but we really appreciate it. Um, yeah. and, thank, uh, yes. and we apologize to anybody <laughs> listening for our babies and everything all the sound that came in we are mothers um and the reality is this is our reality um so but thank you guys so so much d lubuya we really appreciate you we love you um yeah thank you our pleasure thank you it was fun thank you so guys you can find us on instagram facebook uh, what else? Twitter at Beyond Thought Twenty, and uh, we'll talk to you guys Rah! next time. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.